Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself, I am a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right, you heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ, and this podcast is all about how I do it and why I do it, and to help others like me, and educate those that maybe are not like me. I wanna talk, but I really wanna talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2021. Nothing is off limits, and I wanna be as transparent as I possibly can be. Before we get started, I wanna let everyone know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who wanna become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description and you'll find a link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website, samuelabrahamperez.com, where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. So on today's episode, I'm so excited. We have Krina from Instagram at Natural Ways with Krina, and she is a registered nurse that explores health, in a non-mainstream way. And she loves Jesus, of course. (laughs) How are you doing, Krina? I am doing good. Thank you for having me on. I feel so humbled and flattered as well. I'm so, I'm so, so, so glad you're here. So how I actually um, met Krina was, well, we've never met in person, but I saw her content. And as many of you guys know, I used to be a personal trainer, or maybe you don't know this. (laughs) Um, I was a personal trainer in Miami, and also in New York. And so health, is such a huge like part of my life. I, I am a an active gym goer. I love, love, love to take care of my body. Um, I'm always like worried about my muscle and my, my physique and stuff like that. So when I came across um, Krina's page, I rarely ever see Christians who are in um, the medical field um, that are incorporating Christ and then also like amazing ways to better your body. Um, and so, I saw her content and I was like, I have to have her on my podcast. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, I got to have her. Um, So and there was we were talking previously to this. um, One of the things that was taught to me um, in seminary, which was, you know, or Roberts University was the the three, the three things that we as Christians really need to take care of, which is, you know, um, the the mind, the soul and the body. Or I think it was like the mind, spirit, and body. Yes, something like that. (laughs) But the most important was body. So we, uh, like, as we were saying before, um, we can't, like, be spiritually healthy and then be, like, physically, like, not taking care of ourselves. Like, those two things are going to be together. Like, you know, your mind, your mental health, all those things, what you're doing with the spirit needs to be in healthy relationship. And the way that you're treating your body needs to be in healthy relationship too. And I'm sure that you've discovered that for yourself, right, Karina? Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. And that is why I'm so passionate about the, this entire thing and just bridging that gap of health and wellness and Jesus all, all together. Yeah. It's like so complete and perfect. So before, before we get into all that medical stuff and health and you know i feel like it's such a hot topic uh that everyone wants to talk about especially with everything that we got going on in our climate today in our societal Mm -hmm. climate um i want to know more about krina you know i want to know where are you from like where were you born all that stuff yes okay so um i have a very interesting story very interesting testimony just goes in so many different directions so let's let's see if I can break this down in a very 
simple, quick way. Um, so I was born in Romania. Um, I oh, am, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was born in Romania, um, moved here when I was four. So I didn't grow up there. Um, I grew up here in um, Dallas, Texas area um, my whole entire life. So really, I'm a Texan at heart. I have definitely become accustomed to the American lifestyle, but um, still lived in a very cultural uh based home. Uh, my parents definitely still made sure that um, we had cultural influences from Romania. They're very family oriented, very um, even literally even the way I ate was very Romanian. Um, what was what was one of your favorite dishes from from there? So one of my favorite dishes, it's called sarmale, and uh, sarmale <laughs> is a, uh, a cabbage roll, and inside of it is like uh, pork and rice, and it's a very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's tr- tradition. It's like they make it for like Christmas and Easter and all that yeah. stuff, um, and we'll get into Christmas and Easter here in a little bit, Um, (laughs) but um, very, very cultural. So my parents, they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into when they came to America to raise us here. Um, Mm -hmm. They really, really didn't know. So I definitely, um, I grew up in an Orthodox church. Um, it was Romanian, so it literally the language was Romanian. That's um, so crazy that you say that. Sorry to cut you yeah. off. Like literally, um, I've actually been to an Orthodox Romanian church down here. No and, way. Yes, and I have a lot of friends <laughs> that are like in that church, and yes. it's so like traditional and very like, very religious. Yeah. Yes. Like very they... <laughs> ritualistic. Very like, um, like. Like Catholicism has nothing on the Orthodox. Uh, yeah, religion. I remember it's... they were like they were praying, and um, I, I think they got like got down on their knees and they started doing like a very traditional prayer. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my god, I this is kind of cute. I liked it, like you know. But I was just like, I also felt like very limited. So yes, um, it, the it's a called a liturgy, and it's the same thing every Sunday from beginning to end and then the priest um, says his sermon at the end and it was always in Romanian so I could I can literally sing the hymns with no problem like I know them I they're like instilled ingrained in me but when it when it came down to the sermon at the end I was just not it's not that I don't speak Romanian because I'm fluent in it. I'm fluent. I speak it. I, li- I understand it and everything. I just wasn't listening and wasn't grasping it. I was young, you know, and just didn't really, didn't fuel my soul in any way. And, um, yeah. but, but we grew up there. Now, um, I personally did not um, find Jesus or know who Jesus was in that church. Um, I actually met him at uh, one of my friends, took me to like one of those Wednesday teen nights at a like a non-denominational church. Of course, yeah. And I was going through a lot at this time. So I was 17 
and um, the, the, the youth pastor, whatever he was talking about was God speaking to me directly through him. It was just full-blown divine intervention to the point where um, I broke down in tears and just Mm. like lifted my arms up to like Jesus. Like Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the truth, the way. Can you share about like a little bit of what you were going through during that time? Yes, absolutely. So let me backtrack a little bit before that, before the age of 17. Um, And this is uh, something that I really like to share with others when um, growing up in this super traditional lifestyle, there's a lot of missing pieces to the puzzle, especially... Um, unfortunately, Jesus, um, Jesus was the missing piece of the puzzle. It wasn't, there wasn't clearly defined that Jesus is the way it was do this, do this, do this. Um, yeah, legalism so much, you know, like go in the church, you better kiss this, this, uh, Mary, this saint, get on your knees and it just so much. Right. And so before then, um, I had struggled with a lot. Um, so at the age of 12 and 13, um, I struggled with sexual sin from a really young age, probably started watching pornography, um, around 13 years old. I was exposed to it, um, did not understand my body and how pure it was and how God created it and how, um, and I was never told about that. No one told me about masturbation being a sin. No one told me about, um, pornography and things like that. And it, I was, I remember like, but I remember knowing it was bad. Um, I was like 13 years old and I'm not sure if anybody remembers this, how many years ago is that? 15 years ago, there was HBO, like had those adult channels, yeah, adult channels. And my parents had the like code on there that I already knew. (laughs) And I would watch that at night knowing I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat. That was like the same thing for me. It was I knew that um, pornography was bad, and I remember I got into it like around 13 years old. So that was, um, I, I, and I was exposed to it, not even um, from my own family, because we were, you know, super Christian, um, and nobody really talked about that. Um, but it was, yep. you know, kids in school that were doing that and talking about that. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I should just like, I should look into this, especially like with me and my same sex attraction. I was like, I wonder about like a boy's anatomy, you know, like I, even though I am a boy, like I'm like, I wonder about all these types of things. And then it started like so small, just like looking up images, like on the internet, Mm -hmm. just like this person naked or something, you know, like I was like, and then it like got into porn sites and all that stuff. Yeah, it, for me, it started with that, the TV, and then it went to, like, the internet of, of mm-hmm. it all. Um, and so um, I was 14 when I went to back to Romania. Um, and I had already gone there a couple of times before with my parents. But this time, I went with my older brother, who's four years older than me. He was 18 at the time. 
And my parents just sent us like, oh, you know, we trust you guys. Like, you're good. Um, have some fun. You know, this is where you came from. You got people that, that are taking was a mistake. care of you. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge mistake because <laughs> it was so much pressure, um, mm-hmm. peer pressure. It was the first time I drank alcohol. It was the first time I got drunk. I started smoking cigarettes. I just, it literally like just delved into the world of an adulthood that was not supposed to happen as a teenager. And when when you do that as a kid, I feel like that boosts your ego to a point where you're like, I can handle anything. Like even you're you're already like coming to terms with who you are and like learning so much about yourself that those influencing factors can make or break you literally and i came back thinking i was the s-h-i-t and like (laughs) i was the coolest person on the block because i drank alcohol i got drunk and then i started hanging out with the wrong crowds um i come from a family who didn't really understand how to cope with emotions and um trauma so what and i I can identify there as well because it's like we don't speak about that like yeah 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 and that's so like i guess i don't know if that's like a romanian you know spanish thing but like there's so much of that it's just like my in my family we did not talk about our emotional feelings and like we don't even like oh i love you or like hug you or like you know i'm gonna kiss you or something show affection like that just did not happen in my family so i can relate to that yeah we did so there was affection there was all that but my parents and god bless them they're humans and i don't blame them for any of it at all but the way that they coped um we took on uh, on that um so i turned to drugs um i turned to um and not just any drugs um it was all of them very a very very young age like 14 15 years old and and when i say all of them let me exclude like heroin and meth and stuff like that um but i was heroin doing, and like, meth not heroin not meth. heroin and meth okay but like i was doing prescription drugs um like mm-hmm. xanax hydrocodone just numbing something right yeah. um and i remember coming back at age 14 and like my friend i had a friend at the time who she went to mexico and Mm -hmm. she's like i lost my virginity and that was the thing like everyone is losing their virginity and so what grade was that that's freshman year of high school oh yeah that was the summer before freshman year of high school i feel like everyone's like sexual awakening was definitely like for me eighth grade freshman year but mostly eighth grade everyone was like Ugh, the relationships and sex and this and that. Like, I remember that being such a theme. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And it was like, gosh, we were just so bombarded with this sexualization. And, like, you think it's bad now. Like, it, it, it's just it's just growing right yeah and the ages are just getting younger and younger and it breaks my heart but anyway mm-hmm. at the time i was like i need to lose my virginity like it wasn't about <laughs> yeah. it wasn't about who what like none of that mattered i and 
I didn't even know what being a virgin meant. I didn't yeah. even know how God, like how important our bodies were and how special God created our bodies. Mm-hmm. And I ended up losing my virginity to lose my virginity. And then from there, it was just completely complete abuse of my body like I did not have any self-respect self-esteem I thought that I could use my body to to control men you know like just like getting in that um mindset of oh just so so immature so like thinking so immature but at the time I thought I was so mature because of the things that I was doing yeah the um, things that you could like put under your control just like yes. this is not going to define me I'm going to define this yes and I can <laughs> I mean for me like growing up in that Christian house I knew what was right and what was wrong yep and virginity was such a huge thing especially for me I remember watching uh, Gossip Girl because I'm like on the cusp of like millennial and then also generation z so i can relate to like kind of both of them but like that was like a very millennial thing you know like gossip girl everyone was watching gossip girl and um i remember the episode where um serena the main character she's like talking about losing her virginity how big of a deal it is and how she wants it to be special and all that stuff yeah and i thought to myself i'm like i want like when I lose my virginity, because I'm like thinking like a girl, I'm not like thinking like a guy. Yeah. I'm like, I want to meet someone special and have it be very special to me. And like, I'm like, and tell everyone about the story of how we first fell in love and we lost our virginities to one another. So I was yeah. kind of like different like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's just mind blowing. Like what, um, how I, how I looked at myself. Um, very, very, at the time I thought I was, cool I thought it was great and now looking back I'm like man I had no self-worth I literally had no self-worth um I ended up getting into a relationship um at like uh maybe like 15 16 years old with um an older an older guy who's like just a year and a half older than me a couple of years older than me um but the our relationship was literally based off of sex and it was abusive not not physically abusive never ever physically abusive but emotionally mentally um he was very jealous and um rightfully so because I had introduced myself in such a promiscuous way he uh, is automatically going to assume that it's going to happen again and then of course he had his past and that kind of influenced it all but I ended up cutting cutting off all my friends I I had no friends I spent all my time with him and then um, I ended up in the hospital because I had like a kidney infection and I thought I was pregnant at the time and then that was when my mom found out that I had lost my virginity Um, Mm. so and it broke her heart and I like like I said, I knew it was wrong. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but it was never explicitly explained to me why it was wrong. Right. Um, yeah. it's like, like it, like nobody ever told me that sex was made for marriage, that yeah. we need to save it, that it's so like the power of, of keeping it in the marriage and how it glorifies God in the marriage. Yeah. Nobody taught me that. So it's, it's hard to keep a moral code or morality if there's not like any truth behind it 
So yeah, I could say, exactly. oh, you know, like this is this is wrong. But if if there's no truth attached to that, it's like, okay, but like, why is it wrong though? Yes. You know how I want to do it. It feels right to me, or you know, whatever is the case. But and that's why you know having that Jesus to be like, yep. hey, you know, like I. Um, this is wrong because in the context of a biblical marriage, these are all the beautiful things that can happen in that context. But if you take this and put it in a different context, these are all the negative things that can happen. They can leave you. You can get pregnant. You can get an STD. You know, all these things we're trying to save you from. And that's what makes it bad. So, yep. Yep. (laughs) And like looking back, like at the whole orthodox paradigm, it's like, um, are you at or is the orthodox religion so spiritually sound to the point where like why aren't we talking about this with our children like why aren't we discussing these things and to me i feel like there is a disconnect right there so it so many things have been making more sense over time for me um as i as i grew closer uh, to god in my relationship but so um i ended up being saved at 17 after and going through all of that but my life didn't change because I wasn't mentored I wasn't discipled I didn't have the next following steps like what should have happened but I knew Jesus and I knew that he was there that he loved me that he was watching I didn't even know what it meant to be saved to be honest yeah um And so life didn't really change as much, but I knew Jesus. So I was like, I would consider myself a lukewarm Christian, you know, dipping my toe. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of like where most people are. Um, And it's because that's like the condition and the culture of the church. It's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, the decision making is like on a platform. She's like, okay, you come to church, you have an experience with God because God is always going to show up. You know, oh, like yeah. when we when we call on him and we we give those sermons or, you know, we worship him, he's going to be there in the midst. You know, that's where he says, you know, two or three or more are gathered. I am there. So I'm going to see you and you're going to experience me. So like in your case, you're like there, you experience. And now, you know, oh, Jesus is for real. You know, yes. like God is like a real thing. Yep. What am I going to do with this real thing? And that's yep. where if you're not if you're not being mentored, if you're if you're not being discipled, that's why it's such like Jesus literally said at the end of Matthew, he's like, I want you to go out into the nation and disciple people mm-hmm. because it's not enough to just experience and know that Jesus is real. We yep. need to know like how he wants us to um, compose ourselves, how he wants us to live our lives, not so that we could please him in any way. Obviously, he loves us because we came to him as sinners and he still accepted us but because he doesn't want our lives to go wrong after that. So many yeah. people don't know that. They just they think that is the the um, epitome of like their entire relationship with God and they stay there like on that one decision. And many Christians like every single Sunday when they do the altar calls, they go up and because they're they're like waiting for that next step. Yes. They want more and they don't even know how to get more. Yep. So no one's telling them. Yep, exactly. Um, so what I ended up doing after I was saved, I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest my time in the Orthodox religion. Like I am saved. So let me, let me go there. Let me start there. And then I remember like, um, in the Orthodox religion, you do like a confession, just like almost like Catholicism, um, just a little bit different, I would say. Um, and like, there's like you say, so legalistic, like, 
you um, you can't do communion unless you have uh, done confessions and you're confessing to a priest, a man, like mm. sins. Like I'm literally telling him very, very private information. Yeah. Um, and that and- doesn't even matter because if you don't have any type of relationship or accountability with that person it's like zero none he never like nothing changes nothing (laughs) nothing right nothing came out of that other than me thinking i was doing what was right and what i was supposed to do according to this religion that has been placed out in front of me yeah um of course i did not change my my ways didn't change i was still drinking i was Mm -hmm. um i stopped doing the like pills and stuff but smoking weed was like a big big part of my life and drinking and getting drunk to the point where i couldn't drive and Mm. um doing things that i don't remember doing and Mm. like being and why do you why do you think that you were doing those things like was it something you were trying to cover up or hide or just like i really think it was it goes back to self-worth it goes back to not knowing what my worth was and continuing i didn't have um like it, it it literally i just did not know how to value myself and my yeah. body and like i remember I was, I was like oh i'm so pretty i'm so everyone says i'm pretty everyone says i'm gorgeous da, 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 da. and <laughs> like in the inside like it never registered to me and i used my body as like this way of like i don't know feeling good like i was like oh if yeah. guys want to have sex with me then surely yeah. that's that's why because and not and it's not it had nothing to do with my personality It had nothing to do with who i was and who god made me and in his image it was all about using me and when you get into that perspective like you literally don't know like you you Someone needs to show you. Someone needs yeah. to like be there. Yeah, for the, you. the love has to come from God. Yeah, and and it's always coming. That's like it's it's always happening. But sometimes we need people in order to be like, hey, wake up. You know, like yeah, I'm here to love you. You know, really with this unconditional love that it God is showing you all the time and open up your eyes to that. So sometimes there needs to be an action that's attached. That's why I think like you know Paul and Peter and all these apostles of the faith. Um, their main focus was like go out there help the poor you know help the widows you know why because those actions are what propel people to be like why did you yes. love me like this yes and then yeah. they'd be like oh because god loves you like this yep. all of the time yep. and so when was when was that defining like when did you like really go after the lord um was that before medical school or after medical school so um i had a uh, situation where i was almost 21 um i was 20 and i was living on my own with a girlfriend and see this is the thing i had i was not surrounded by christians or anybody who knew jesus who could preach anything to me so so much of it was pure pressure and pure relationships where i was doing what everybody else was doing yeah well um when i was 20 i ended up getting so drunk um that I drove an hour north instead of going south where I was supposed to go mm-hmm. and blacked out. Um, I have no idea what happened. I like had a pop tire. 
Um, and then I woke up with a policeman knocking on my window and I didn't have my phone, didn't have a wallet. Like literally I should have either been in dead, like I should have been dead. Um, and then I even with this whole situation, I, um, I literally think this cop was an angel because, um, the whole situation I did, I did a sobriety test, completely failed it, reeked of alcohol, crying my eyes out two o'clock in the morning. Um, they call my parents, they call my parents and my parents, man oh man how many times they've bailed me out and have shown me this unconditional love but never preaching jesus unfortunately yeah. but showing me this unconditional love uh and they drove an hour and a half out mm -hmm. to pick me up at two o'clock in the morning so within that hour and a half period um i talked to this cop and i it's very like my my remembrance of that night was very is very black and white black but um i specifically remember talking about nursing school because i had a book in my um the back seat of my car an entrance exam book and he straight up said i'm not going to take you to jail because you have a future ahead of you and i don't want to ruin that for you and wow. he's like i have my supervisor right there and i'm not taking you to jail and that wow. was the moment that I was like, God has a purpose for me. This is it. This like, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than yeah. me. And um, that gives I, me chills because it gives me chills. Yeah, because it's it's like almost like a an example of God's grace. Grace. For us. Oh, my goodness. If, like, if, if there's not a word that could be plastered in my life it's grace like literally. yeah like when we think about like that's exactly what jesus did for us is like he bailed us out from yep. a place where we should have been in prison we should have been rotting in our yep. lives away for yep. all of eternity exactly. and so he bails us out and he's like you know what i see the purpose in you yep. and i love you despite your sins despite like your reek of alcohol despite of everything that i'm clearly visible mm -hmm. like i'm seeing into something that you could be and he always sees the best aspects of us so that's yep. like Probably an angel. <laughs> it was. I'm telling you. I'm like, I either should have been dead or in jail. And then, like, um, if you go to jail and then, like, getting into nursing school, it just makes everything ten times harder, right? So at that point in time, I was like, okay, I need to change my life. I need to turn things around. I need to to better myself. Um, yeah. Did I go and open a Bible and uh, start reading the gospel? No. I still wasn't there just yet. Um, yeah. But I knew that... I wanted to help heal people that yes. that was always something that I had wanted to do but um, the road and the journey was really different than what I expected it to be yeah so um, I ended up going to nursing school getting in nursing school and in at this whole time I have I had a boyfriend who is now my husband um, he so didn't understand a relationship outside of marriage, you know, didn't understand any of that until now. But man, oh man, is he the most forgiving man that I know. He loved me. He like, oh, he saw, he's seen so many like, oh, so many cringeworthy like moments, right? And was still there by my side through it all. Um, and, um, 
the the uh, um, in nursing school, I ended up getting pregnant before marriage, um, mm. and uh, got pregnant with my first child uh, in the middle of nursing school. And I remember they were like, "If you get pregnant in nursing school, your career's over. Like you're just done." Um, I was like, "No, I'm not gonna let that happen." Um, so in nursing school, I got pregnant. And we ended up going to the courthouse, getting married, doing that. It was like that getting, having a baby with my now current husband was kind of like my, um, the, the awareness, like maybe I need to be with this man for the rest of my life because yeah, we were like kind of, it was of, a sign. Yes, it was a sign. It, cause we were like, where is this going? And it was yeah. kind of like. Uh, I, I knew that like children were God's gift. Like I knew yeah. that for a fact. Yes. And I took that sign. I'm like, okay, this is the man I'm supposed to marry. Um, and had a baby in the middle of nursing school, finished nursing school. And I remember throughout nursing school the whole time, I was like, I want to be a holistic practitioner. I don't want to practice medicine the way that everyone practices medicine because I see them sick. I see them not healing. I see the hospital life. It's so depressing. It's yeah. so grueling. You go in and you get sicker. You have to take uh, prescription medication for the side effects of the prescription medications. You, it's it's just so overwhelming. Yeah, and I can I, I I know about that because both of my parents they when they came here, you know, they went from Cuba to Venezuela and then to Miami. Um, and my parents did not know English and my mom, she's a physician assistant. And so is my dad. Cool. Awesome. And, um, yeah. And they like worked so hard. My mom didn't know English. Like she would tape record her, um, her, the, the classroom sessions and come back home and try to understand what the professor was saying. Wow. And it was so much work, you know, and, but she did it just like you, she was determined, you know, to yes. do it. And the things that I grew up like seeing, um, in the medical books and all these different things and learning from my mom, I was just like, I got a really bad taste for anything prescription medicine wise. Like even when I went to the gym for the first time, like I remember telling my personal trainer, I was like, I don't want to be on protein. I don't want to be like on supplements. I don't want to do any, like, I just want to be like, I want my body to be my body and let those, like my body figure that out with just like proper nutrition and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I just saw like, you know, all the, the, everything, like my mom, she, she made us aware of all the negative side effects of all those pills and those yep. things and and i'm like yes of course some people need it yes but i was like uh you know that, that left a really bad taste and luckily for me thank thank god um i am i'm very healthy you know never been anything wrong with me my brothers or my sisters we you know, we don't have asthma we don't have pre-existing conditions or nothing like that but yeah i understand fully like it is not a good feel like it's good to help people but it's like everything in it is just so oof yeah like it it was an eye-opening experience, especially in nursing school, because you're in there, you're in the midst of it. And as a student, you're full on learning. So you're seeing all of the details and all of these things and it just making your own connections. And trust me, I was an outlier in the situation. You know, like I was the oddball out. I'm, I felt like I was always the oddball out in my whole entire life, but um, I, I was, I was like, I don't want to do this, but I know that he, this, these are the steps that I need to take to get to where I need to be. Yeah. Um, so I ended up graduating nursing school and getting pregnant again with my second <laughs> child. Um, so my 
my two boys are 19 months apart and I was actually in distraught. Like I was very upset with what was going on because um, I wanted a career in nursing. Like I wanted to start my career. I was waiting. I was like ready. But I was like, God, what are you doing by putting placing all these kids in my life? Like what <laughs> what is what what are you wanting me to do? I thought like healing was my my journey. I thought that this was supposed to be it. And I ended up having to um, put a, uh, this nursing like thing on pause, kind of, sort of. Um, I still, I took a job that allowed me to work from home and it was the first time in my life that um, I chose my family um, mm. over my career. So when my, my oldest was born, I I hate to say this, but I really neglected him because I, I put all my time and effort into school and graduating and all of that. And he really, really got the short end of the stick in the situation. Um, and then he has a brother that came along right after him where he got all, he got all this attention. And I, I really took it as a sign that God really wants me to be a mother. I still yeah. was not in the word, still yeah. was not in the word. But my second son pushed me there that is Mm. when I started opening my Bible that is when I started being convicted of so many different things and I was still living a sinful life especially sexual sin um pornography and masturbation was were still part of my life at the time even as a mother and this is something that I do like to talk about because I we hear about pornography and masturbation and like men's life and single women's life but you never hear about it during motherhood and stuff like that and it was a part of my life and that was again I still did not respect my body I still Mm. did not understand what it meant um it was it was an addiction of some of of a sort for sure and I was of course I was still I was still smoking weed as well so okay weed um weed pornography and masturbation were just very like those sins were just hovering over me and it finally and i bet for like the holistic side of you like being like a nurse you're just like oh weed is great yes. how did you feel about 100 percent. i made an excuse for it it's like god made weed it's natural I'm, <laughs> I'm smoking it every day but it's not abuse it's making me feel better it's helping my depression it's helping my anxiety yeah. cope coping like all of that yes, yes, it's coping. making me a better mom it's no in all reality I was making an excuse for it because, again, that was an addiction as well. Um, And so just completely abusing my body all this this whole time. But preaching this this thing is just so two sided. It's Um, crazy how you can like go in like it's crazy how God always calls us to the things that we ourselves are so like underdeveloped in like Mm -hmm. i have founded like for example moses he runs away in exodus like um from being a king and a leader you know like or prince you know prince of egypt or whatever 
And then God brings him back for that same exact thing to lead a nation out of Israel. It's like the things that we don't want to do, the things that we are like insecure of, like we think to ourselves, oh, you know, like God can't use me there. Like that's not my calling. That's not what I'm good. You know, but he wants to use us in the things where we experience like the heaviest amount of warfares. Like whatever your weaknesses are, are usually like how you're going to be the strongest in the kingdom because everything is turned like on its head. It's crazy, and it and it's beautiful at the same time, um, how he works and how he has just can, guides us in all of yeah. that. Um, so you got into the word, and then you were like in motherhood with the second child, and then yes, what and that's then? when convictions started happening. Yeah, that is when I was like, oh my goodness, what I am doing is completely wrong. Like, um, I'm. I'm abusing my body in this way and God created it this way. And then, um, I, that uh, it was, um, at that point in time that I decided to go back to school, um, to be a family nurse practitioner. So I'm actually a current, I'm currently a student, um, a graduate student, um, on my way to become a family nurse practitioner. And, um, then I started, I was like, but holistic was still that like perspective. I was like, holistic, holistic. And I remember like trying healing, um, my children, uh, through holistic ways. And I was taking herbs. I was taking supplements. I was, t- I was literally listening to <laughs> what everybody else was doing in the holistic community, um, from, like we discussed earlier, like vitamin D was a huge thing. Like supplementation was this big word. I was like, I want to heal people, but I don't want to do it with prescription drugs. I'm going to do it with holistic medicine, natural, quote unquote, natural medicine, because I thought it was natural. And um, this is where things things took a turn last year. I started, um, so I, at this point in time, I'm in the word. I am consistently in the word. I am learning about my role as a mother. I'm learning about the gatekeeper of my home. I'm learning about being a better wife. All of these, like God is just working in me. So this is why I say grace is such a big, like big thing for me is that I was saved at 17, but I didn't like fully, fully dedicate my life to Christ until I was like 25, 26 years old. I'm 28 right now. Yeah. And the Lord is like so patient with us. And I don't think people really understand that. Like he is the definition of patience. Literally. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, why aren't you like to my husband? Why aren't you like me? Or why, why, where's your, where's your like, fruit where's your uh, like why am I not seeing it in you and I'm like Krina come on like God like look how patient God was with you like be patient with je- with everybody yes, else with like it, it it's it, he it's I need to remind myself so yeah. much and um I was also very I was full of a lot of anger and a lot of resentment and um I think that again stems from like self-worth and inability to cope with emotions and it wasn't until 
um, very recently that I was convicted of marijuana and like just dropping that and stopped letting that control my life and just be sober minded in what I was doing. And wow. people like, so I would, I, if you want to do the math, smoking weed was like a good, like 13, 14 years, thir- 12, 12, 13 years of my life. And yeah. people don't understand um, that chronic use of marijuana has its implications. Of and um, people like want to justify it in so many different ways. And again, that holistic community and all of this stuff. And really, I was doing it because I had anxiety and depression, but come to find out, chronic use will cause anxiety and depression in people yes um of and course because it's a dopamine you know release yes and that's only gonna make things even worse exactly exactly it's, it's not a it's not a solution it's it is not. just like the prolonging the effects I and mean, that's literally the entire medicine field it's like yes okay we don't we don't have the solution for this like let's just prolong the effects you know let's see how long we can go by pushing those things like down yep instead of targeting it and there, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of missing pieces to this, to this story. But it, in general, what I ended up learning is that um, the only way, and I'm being pretty direct here, the only way to naturally heal your body is through nutrition. And then mm. that God really convicted me of that. Where like I'm not saying like throw all your supplements away, throw your prescription medications away. You don't need those. I'm saying that we have put so much emphasis and the allopathic community has put so much emphasis on prescription drugs and the holistic community has put so much emphasis on supplementation that we have completely lost focus about nutrition. And I um, do consulting, so I work with clients on this and almost... Pretty, I, you know what? Every single one of them are under eating. They're mm. not eating enough food. They're yeah. not eating a balanced diet. They're um, taking out carbs. They're taking out these big, big nutrients, macronutrients out of their diets. And um, where we're, we live in such a diet based culture where yeah. it's all about losing weight, looking a certain way, and, and, Um, doing it quick, instant gratification. Like, how fast can I do this? And where are we right now? Highest infertility rates, um, Mm. lowest testosterone rates, very, very sick population, obesity. Not only obesity in adults, but obesity in children. um, And chronic, chronic illnesses just across the board. And cancer on the rise, babies having cancer just so many different things and we have completely lost focus of nutrition completely and so in the last year I have been very convicted and I really want to disclaim like a full-on disclaimer here I'm I think that um, the Lord gives us information and based on like your circumstance so not everyone's gonna have this information and it's it's a 
it's a blessing to know this information and um, you can't expect everybody to feel this way you can't push your beliefs on people when they're not ready to to hear it um that comes in their time like just like knowing jesus and stuff like that you just don't want to berate people with that information so that's why i'm so grateful for having a platform on instagram where i can share my opinions and people come to me for information people come to my page to learn it rather than at a party oh did you know that this isn't like we're gonna get into this there's there's nothing that you are doing that it's like beneficial towards you besides just like being like i have an opinion and i think that this is gonna help you you know it's like you're not charging people or maybe you are for the clients but yes you know like information that you're putting out there is like free you know it's like it's like you're not there's no brand deals there's no none of this like there's no founders or donors behind you that's just like you need to push i'm not pushing products i'm not pushing products because i'm getting paid you're not in a pyramid scheme (laughs) no no even though i did that (laughs) but i got out of that as well lord convicted me of that like yeah the the whole like essential oils thing so oh my god essential oils um (laughs) yes no but i i i agree like to me nutrition is so important and i can feel the effects of of what happens when i really genuinely uh take care of myself and eat right like as a personal trainer i was taught okay what are the things that your body actually needs when you look into the list of what your body needs it's like it seems almost impossible like it is crazy like I, i the amount of protein that we need on a daily basis that is like a good recommendation that's been tested scientifically proven you know it's like a ridiculous amount of protein um that really you can only get from like animals and then you know like i'm some people talk about being vegan and you know all these other things and i say have you ever realized how much protein you need like if you were on a vegan diet or if you were doing this or you're doing that like you would have to get like chunks of like black beans and cram it down your throat just to get the same amount here and nobody ever talks about that you know how the body like process processes um in one sitting those nutrients like everything that you put into your body is not going to be processed Uh, like some of it is going to go and and waste you know waste away so you have to understand okay how much am i putting here how much am i putting that and so if you're the type of person that you maybe you're not so blessed with good health like for me if i wanted to i didn't i didn't need to take care of myself as much as I, i i i really do on a daily basis um because i'm just god has been gracious to me i don't have any diseases no none of that stuff but um for another person who's like I am in and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. I I can't walk. Or I can't do this. Or I can't do that. You know, like everything's a pain in my life. And you want that information. It's like no one's talking about it. It's yeah. just like, okay, take this pill or or do the holistic thing, which is just like, you know, it's like take the new supplement. AG. Yeah, the supplement. And that's not, you know, necessarily going to work all the time. It's like eating. Eating is so important. Just eating <laughs> literally what you are what you eat it's just yeah. as simple as that and um there's there's a this big movement and like the vegan this big vegan movement and this big um vegetarian it's actually like just really gone into veganism but um there are many christians out there that believe that it's biblical to eat vegan and that god um, made it that way and that is a form of legalism because when christ came and when he died for us all of that went away and it i wrote this down i don't it's mark 
uh, 7, 18 through 19, where it says that he declared all foods clean, including mm-hmm. animals. And um, yeah. this, this when and you... that's it, that's in Acts as well, when he yes. comes down and tells Peter, you know, yes. it's like, don't label like my creation as unclean because mm-hmm. now it's it's not. And what happens in the vegan movement um, is they are placing animals above human life. And we can't do that. Uh, God made us um, in his image. So when we are doing that and prioritizing animal, we're Mm going to, our health is sacrificed. So he even says, don't, if there's an animal and it's either your life or theirs, it's their life. Like that's how we're just so conditioned um to think that way but there's also a very valid point in the vegan um movement where they say that animals are treated poorly and that's true there is a very um uh, unfortunately the agricultural industry is very corrupt in its different ways and it's just so massive and so big and like animals mistreated and those animals that are being mistreated that you're eating do affect you poorly as well you know like what are they eating because what they eat is what you eat as well yeah all the fear that's like instilled in them will actually come back into you like all those things like it's it's just such a mess Mm -hmm. so it's it's such a breath of like fresh air to see someone who's in a position like you Kind of like, I feel like as I'm speaking to you, I'm getting just kind of like, this is not just a physical mother, but a spiritual mother. Because what a mother does is that she looks after her children and she knows she cares for them and she's like feeding them and making sure that they're going around their the right ways and all that stuff. And like, you are doing that spiritually for many people as well. Oh you know, the goodness. more and more that like God is growing. So it's like, you're a mother in the faith and like, and doing it from the side of like, physical health that we as americans like we just don't have enough of that today and even in our foods everything is like i I heard the other day that like bananas aren't even like a real like a real fruit like well it was yeah that they're like gmo or something or like constructed no 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 that like people made bananas like the original banana is like actually extinct or something and like are the bananas that we have is from like one plant that was like in the 19 like or 1800s or something like that. I don't know how I don't have all the information, but it was like, you know, we create we literally create fruits and we, we create like yeah. fish, Over you know, time like and stuff. Yep. tilapia. You know, I love tilapia that that is like not a real fish. Like mm-hmm. we genetically modified that. So we're doing all these kind of things. We're like kind of playing God and that is affecting. Yes, absolutely. It's affecting our health. And it's. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's go. <laughs> and and like God, we have dominion over the earth. Like God instructs us to take care of this planet. And so there's so many responsibilities that we have and as Christians like shopping for um the grass-fed beef and supporting your local farmer is is supporting God in a way. You're supporting his creation whereas you know going to the fast food going eating that and no judgment to anybody whatsoever i just want to make sure and make that very very clear because our financial budget sometimes doesn't make that work but 
if you're educated in it, maybe you don't know this. Maybe you don't know that you have these options. And here in Texas, it's agriculture. Like we have those, those options. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how it is out there in Miami, but I'm sure there's, there's good food. There's good quality food out there, but it's probably a little bit more expensive, you know? And this is the, this is the hard thing about it. That's actually the whole reason why it's like, Oh, we need to bring more attention to this because we're focusing on all these other issues and like that are just not as important as just like guys it's so important what we eat even 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 when when for example for me spiritually like i love fast food i love mcdonald's i love taco bell i grew up on that type of stuff you know i lived in a in an area where fast food was all around us we didn't have a whole foods we didn't have we didn't have any of that like we we had just gotten a walmart so fast food was a way of life yep and every time that I'm away from fast food, like right now, particularly, I know you said you're like anti-diet. I like, I am also anti-diet, but I like say, I'm like, I'm on a diet, you know? yeah, yeah. but it's really a lifestyle change because I'm it trying is. to incorporate foods that I like and that are healthy for me. But when I'm away from the fast food, I notice such a huge difference in my spiritual health. Like it's so crazy how those two things are connected that I go like seven days or like uh, 14 days without Taco Bell and I feel closer to God. Yep. It's like, what? And that's and that goes into, you know, fasting and all that. But we are running out of time. So I want to ask you, um, like all of these resources, everything that you're saying, obviously you guys can go on Krina's Instagram and find out more information if this like it really interests you. But what would you say to someone right now who's like, you know, maybe sickly or like they don't know where to find resources or how this connects to God, like how can you give them encouragement and inspiration? Yes. So first off, I really encourage you to come to my page um, on Instagram, Natural Ways with Karina. I am a little like um, I'm in the role of motherhood right now. I'm pregnant with my third baby. So I'm very much so like just in tune with that but I'm trying to be more proactive about it on Instagram and I share a lot of information here and there wherever it can um, my Instagram is very full of unpopular opinions that do not mesh with what mainstream is saying so go in there with an open mind go in there with um, just Um, a a different perspective and a different level of understanding and I also share so many resources and so many pages from other people that really are diving deep into this on my own page I'm consistently sharing podcasts uh, posts from so many different people I do focus on women's health just because I am a woman and it's easier that way for me but you can still find health um where there's still a lot of resources um, where a man can learn from from these from these pages and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that like marker like things that I always see myself recommending to anybody who's struggling is one whole food diet. Eat more foods, and I'm not talking about just vegetables I'm talking about fruits get your fruits in and eat your carbs and I hate to say that it's just so broad but we we have completely removed carbs out of the diet we have completely removed protein out of the diet or fat out of the diet well we need a balanced diet guys like that is just so important and we're under eating um we're not eating enough and we're 
Some people might think we're overeating, but it's what you're eating. Like, what is it that you're overeating, actually? Um, When you start eating those whole foods, you'll notice that you're not eating enough. Um, So the best resource at this time is my Instagram page where I share more resources there. I can't, I would, I wish I had it all laid out right now, but that is really a good place to start. Um, and to, um, just get your toes in the water. And then from there, I really do my, uh, my best to share more resources. So, yeah. How how do you feel like right now in wrapping it all up, um, is your relationship to Jesus, um, at this point, you know, like, do you feel like you've really found a, a niche and, um, a purpose and a mission in Jesus and, and found healing, you know, from all the things that you went through as a, as a teenager, we spent so much time there, but it's like so good, you know, yeah. where are you now in your relationship with so Jesus? So now I am obviously so much closer to the Lord and understanding how our body is connected. So our mind and body are very, very connected. Um, you can see think a single thought and it create a reaction in your body where whether it's like anxiety ridden or whatever it is but all all of that um is also fueled by again your spirit and the holy spirit residing in you so you i have more motivation to read the bible and when i do read the bible i think there's more clarity there's more understanding um things are things make more sense and it's it's so it's all interconnected like we said um if you don't have a healthy body and a healthy mindset it's going to be that much more harder for you to get into the word for be to be motivated to get into the word and um it's it's it literally is a full-on connection and i feel like maybe just maybe if i help people heal through their bodies that their mind will open up and then maybe Jesus will get in there easier. Like Jesus will, they'll, they'll be more accustomed to this, to, to Jesus and more open to him. And so my ultimate goal is not healing the body, but people finding Jesus. Like that is the, the one thing that I want on this planet. And I really was convicted of that in the last couple of years that our job as Christians are to make disciples um so I really focus on doing that with my kids and and to to get to that point real quick here when I started feeling my body more I had less anxiety less stress less worry I was able to parent my children better I was able to show them and to be to disciple them in such a better way than when I was anger full of temper completely lashing out whatever it was and I realized fuel and food was such a big part of that as well um so yeah and ultimately like I said um my my ultimate goal is to bring Jesus into people's life and I'm hoping that I can do that with through health as well yeah and my golly like you are doing such a good job i feel like there's there's um like a lot of people think discipleship looks a certain way Mm -hmm. discipleship is just you teaching from your natural giftings and understanding like the word of god and bringing that into that as well like it's a it's a mixture of both yes and you are discipling people and what you feel is your calling from the lord using his word and then also using your experiences and your knowledge so you're doing a fantastic job and 
I I'm was so literally happy. thanking God for that today. I was like, thank you for yeah. this gift that you've given me so that I can preach your word. Exactly what? that. One of the best things I ever heard, I forgot, it was on like Supernatural with Sid Roth. It was this couple who was talking about gut health and how important like your gut is in your relationship to the Holy Spirit because it's the center of our body. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that, but it's actually the place where the Holy Spirit resides. It's the center of our body. Wow. So it's like keeping that place with your gut health like in perfect Christine condition is like making it inhabitable. And it sounds weird for the Holy Spirit, but it it is weird, you know, and yeah. it works. And and that's why fasting is so important because we're filling up our, our mouths with all this food and we've grown to be 300 pounds, you know, it's like... And we're really struggling. It's like, how is the Holy Spirit going to make room there? It's like there's, it's being pushed to the side with all this other junk mm-hmm. that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit will have a voice. You know, we, we have to think physical. We have to also think spiritual. It's, it's connected yes, it with is. the two of them. 100%. Can't separate so, the two. So, yeah. So, I'm so glad I have you. And um, I probably will have you on again. I'll, I always say that to my guests, but I, I will. Um, there's a lot so to much. discuss when we talk about health, for sure. I can... I can only imagine, yeah, and I want to get into it eventually. But guys, yes. please go check out Krina's page. Um, maybe hopefully one day she writes a book. That would be so helpful. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, and if you're a mom and you're a woman and you want that, um, look for that. And even a man, you know, I'm a man and I was looking through her page and I was like, this is very helpful for me. Awesome. So um, yeah, that's we're going to end the podcast. And next week, I'm going to pull up another podcast with just me alone and I'll bring in more guests guys and I hope that you enjoyed this let me know um, in the comments down below what you took from this interview how it affected you whether you agree maybe maybe you disagree you know like the video share it with your friends um, if, if you enjoyed it and subscribe to the to the YouTube channel if you haven't already or wherever you're listening to this on any podcast platform I'll see you guys later peace out